On today's episode of After the Snap, we will be recapping NFL Week 7 and previewing Week 8. We will also touch on the World Series matchup and give our updated predictions. To round out the show, we will discuss some recent news from the Buffalo Bills organization. Are you ready? I'm ready. It's time for After the Snap. Let's go. Every snap is an interview. After the snap. What a snap. And keep your mouth shut, 50! I lead by example. With Blake and Reed Ferguson discussing life in, out, and after football. To be able to leave walking away with a degree and a championship, uh, it couldn't be any better. Yeah! Well, you can take this boy out the real south on a bunch. Can't take the real south out of my voice. And now here we go again. Twist a little bit deeper because I got thick skin. Reed, I'm sitting here in beautiful South Florida, where it is currently 78 degrees, a crisp 78 degrees, I might add. And to me, this is what fall feels like now. 78 degrees, high of like 91 during the day. And it's cooled down in the evening-ish. Okay. And I'm sitting here drinking my apple cider, just enjoying. I might as well be sitting here by a bonfire because it's so cold outside. <laughs> um. So just to clarify, you consider 91 as fall? It is now. Okay. I am totally with you because today at practice, it was uh, fantastic. Peach, an absolute peach of a day. It was like 48 degrees, slight breeze, sunny. It was beautiful. This is, this is primetime weather. Buffalo right now is primetime weather. I just looked on my weather app. There is not a day in the next 10 days, as far as I can see ahead, where the temperature gets over 63 degrees. The high is, the high is between 58 and 63 for the next 10 days. It's beautiful. It's going to be sunny eight out of those 10 days. The the leaves are ha, have been turning for like a week and a half now. I know I, I would have mentioned that last week on the pod. Man. I know I missed it. But the, the leaves, there's like a two-week yeah, two uh, window. Welcome back, gotta, by the way. Thank you. Uh, it's good to be back. We missed you. you. Have a, we have a two-week window every fall where where you get where the leaves are green they turn red and they fall off in like the span of 17 days. I know that's more than two weeks. That is oddly like two, specific. Two and a half weeks. It happens so fast. Like they're already falling. Like there's bare trees in our backyard. Well, yeah, because you, you talk all the time about how at Halloween, yes. that's when the weather turns. I, and then I think it's this like is going to be our warmest weather. Yes, yes. I think this is going to be our warmest Halloween game we've ever had. It's going to be like 50 at kickoff. So does it get, does it only go downhill literally? Like, uh, f- yeah, from here. It only gets, from here. It, it only gets worse. This is, yep. this is peak. This is peak Buffalo. Next week, the, the lows are, are dipping, dipping down. I, I want to go back a, a second to your question about 90. We're a big, we're a big weather pod. About 91 degrees mm. being fall weather. When we played the Tennessee Titans last year and we traveled up there, on, we traveled up to Nashville on <laughs> New Year's Day. That day before, so New Year's Eve, December 31st, it was 85 degrees outside. I was sweating. That's surprising for Tennessee. No, 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 no. At oh, practice. Miami. Sorry, sorry. At practice. Missed yes. That. 85 degrees. Yes. We travel up there. During the game, it was 35 and spitting rain. I remember watching so, that game. That, 91 that was... degrees. Uh, it's like a six-degree difference between now and January 1st. So, so for the next three months, you're basically going to be having the same weather. Yeah, they said last year was like the hottest like weather on record in South Florida. I don't know if I believe that because it's always hot. Yeah. And like even through hot Christmas. And hotter feel the same. Through Christmas time. But who knows? We'll see. I, 
I'm still drinking my my apple cider. I love it. And anything that gets you in the mood. Hey man, it 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 takes what it takes. I'm a sucker. I don't like eggnog though. Not a fan. I don't not really care for eggnog either. I feel like this um, is a conversation we should be having after Halloween. Yeah, yeah. I'm not an eggnog fan either, but definitely some apple cider. I didn't heat it up this time, although warm apple cider is definitely the best apple Fantastic. cider. So you're a big um, decorate for Christmas after, Huge. right after Halloween. Huge. I, I'm I'm probably going to start pulling out the decor tomorrow when we finish football because that'll be my. Excellent. We we leave Saturday Sunday. Ah yes. Come back and then yeah. I'll probably throw them up Monday Tuesday. Tuesday. Like that'll be that'll Don't be do Monday. Why? Monday is the holiday. Monday oh, okay. is Halloween. You're right. Because it was Sunday last year. You're right. Um, yeah, Tuesday will, I guess, will then, will be the day. Christmas trees going up. Santa Claus <laughs> blow up will be on the balcony. Fantastic. Like, ready, ready to rock. One of those. Ready to I rock. I love it. I love it. Okay. So I know I wasn't here last week. Uh, Will, you, you and Will did a fantastic job. Will um, was I outstanding. Know- yeah, he did a great job. I know it is not easy to do a podcast by yourself. Um, so mad. Yeah, props I felt like to, I was sitting uh, here talking to myself, Ferguson, talking to yourself. Yes, and exactly what it feels like. I, I tasted a little bit of that when I had Chris on mm. uh, without you for March Madness uh, earlier saying, this year. Are you saying talking to Chris is like talking to nobody? No, uh, but I was. I you, usually where you usually you this? usually you dominate the conversation you i follow and we kind of go through and coming uh, you know me being the lead person that was like my first time doing it in our year of doing the podcast so uh it was good it was good practice but um, so i want to recap week seven we were on bye week but i want to get into the dolphins first you guys were able to play you guys played on sunday night football prime uh, time baby prime time the prime time fins uh, you beat the Pittsburgh Steelers 16 to 10. I was able to watch most of the game when I was not dealing with my child that is currently not sleeping at the moment. Um, but I was able to catch most of the game. Give us your thoughts. Not only was it primetime dubs, it was also throwback dubs. Yes. Which I'm so jealous. I saw the, I saw the picture. When they released, like when they announced earlier on Sunday, like what y'all were wearing, yeah, I was like, dude, why do y'all never wear it against us? Because guess what? <laughs> I hate to interrupt you. Guess what? We are wearing throwbacks again when you guys come to Buffalo in December. That's we, when we're wearing our standing Buffalo. We only wear throwbacks at home, to my knowledge. So, which is fine. I don't know. But, I'm, so I'm, basically, you're telling me unless we play at Miami late in the season, probably we're you definitely guys are not always going to be wearing white. We're definitely not wearing the aqua throwbacks at home early, like at a one o'clock game. That's, that's my happening. point. Yeah, that's my the, point. We're putting so if the I other team to, if in I wanted colors, to trade. Yeah. Jerseys with Blake it be Ferguson. A, it'd be a late game, but we also have we have white throwbacks, which we've worn right at a one o'clock <laughs> game. So, but if you're looking for the awkward throwback, then it's got to be a late got to be a, a late game or prime time. Game. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Because Fair enough. We, we wore. I think we wore white throwback at home last year against the Colts. Mm. But. Yeah. So I I love the throwback uniforms. To me, it is the best uniform. In football, and I think I feel like we've I feel totally, like we've, uh, we've definitely done best jerseys. Um, but I just I need to applaud you for your unbiased opinion. I I, I would have told you because that because I believe that our throwbacks are the best. Um, that so that's my opinion. that's my unbiased opinion. So I would have told you I would have told you that I think before I I got here, and it, sure. And if I played for another team, the only other one that I feel like competes in my head is, and and I I got roasted for saying this, is the Pittsburgh Steelers Bumblebee uniform. I love that uniform. I haven't worn them in a long time. And it gets a lot of hate, as does the Packers, like 
blue uniform <laughs> with, the, with like the brownish gold pants. Yeah. But I am here for all of that. Um, the, there, there is, I guess, maybe another one. The Atlanta black red helmets. Red oh, helmets. Red helmets. They just yeah. wore them two weeks ago. Yeah. I love those uniforms. I have since I, since, you know, we were growing up Falcons fans. Back in the win column. Huge. Glad to have Tua back. Glad to have Teron Armstead back. Felt good to be back in the win column. Losing streaks are never fun. We learned that last year with seven straight. And there were a lot of guys on the team this year who remember how that felt. And so what 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 was the was it two in a row before it was Pittsburgh? Three. It was three. Oh, three. We, had, we lost to Cincy on Thursday night right after we played y'all. Mm. Which was when Tua got hurt. Yeah, we lost in New York uh, the against Jets. the Jets, That's right. and then okay. at home to the Vikings. Got it. So I it forgot was, about the Cincy game. Yeah, Cincy Cincy Thursday night game was was weird. And Almost so it, came back. Yeah, yeah, uh, and, and I fe- I feel like that we, despite all of the adversity and stuff that we faced through those three games, I feel like we were in all of them and a lot of what we were doing was just shooting ourselves in the foot. It was was us creating issues for ourselves. Sure. But it did feel good to be back in the win column on prime time leading into a huge week for both of us, which after we discuss your uh, bi-week adventures, we will, I previewed it a little bit last week, but we're going to really dive deep and show the world what we're planning to do this weekend. Like you mentioned, we were on uh bye this week, uh five and one going into the bye, coming off our I know you mentioned it last week, coming off a win at Kansas City, which was uh just a thrilling game, fantastic coming back at the end, Josh throwing the touchdown to Dawson with yeah. you know however many however much time left. And then obviously Taryn getting the pick Taryn, at the end. Yeah, that, that, uh, I saw feeling the. It's funny. I I got home and flipped it on, and that was the like the second play that I saw. Oh yeah, because we played, and then yep. I, I went to eat with some friends, and it wasn't on in the restaurant. Then I got mm-hmm. home, flipped it on, boom, one play pick, yep. sealed the deal. Yeah, it was uh, it was fantastic. There was there was one guy. Do you, do you talk to fans? Like, do you talk to people in the stands uh, on game day? Like, do you, do you during, like joke like around? during joke the game? Around? Yeah. Like, do you joke around with people? Uh, sometimes. <laughs> okay. Sometimes not a ton. Okay. Especially okay. like at away games, away games, I pretty much just ignore. I, I should give a PSA. We can hear everything on the sideline for, for those we of can. you. We can. Yeah. If for, you're, the, for those of you like who are like by on the, the kicking net, front yeah, row, yeah. like yelling at us, yelling Jason Sanders' name, we can hear everything. Yes, but no, I don't. I don't really. I I did a little more. I interacted a little more in college just because I was like I, sure. I liked to screw around with the student sections and the away, yeah, yeah. you know, in in Gainesville or in Auburn or whatever. But not not too much in in the NFL. T- ton of Bills fans there. Um, but obviously the whole the 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 away sideline is going to be a healthy mix of Bills fans, Chiefs fans. Um, there was a group of down by our kicking net, one of the kicking nets. There was a group of Chiefs fans, also a group of Bills fans that we were kind of, you know, when we would score, we I'd come back, put my helmet down, you know, like clap up and give the Bills guy, you know, the Bills fans like you know thumbs up, like you know this is great. And the Chiefs fans would be like, you know, you're flicking me off, dude. Like, yeah, oh, love that. You guys really think you can win this game? Blah, 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 blah. I'm like, I mean, we're winning right now, so I don't know what to tell you. Like, so I'm not, not feeding yes. in, like, not feeding into, like, too much to it, but just, like, yeah. bantering back and forth. Like, I I enjoy doing that with with guys, especially the ones you could tell have had a few drinks during the day. Yes. And, and they, they, they have no idea – Probably have no idea what they're talking about. Anyway, the, there was, there was this one and I'm not going to get into like exactly what was said, but, uh, it was like, it was, was it 17? It was 17, 17, like in the fourth quarter. 
and we had just kicked a field goal or something to tie it. I don't even remember. We had just tied it up, and I come back over to the sideline, and the guy, the Chiefs guys, like it, it. The funniest thing is he had like this Zorro mask on his face, like a red. He was like this normal, like normal looking dude in a gray, in like a Chiefs T-shirt. What you know, just and he had like this Zor this mask that that like covered just his fit, just his eyes. Mr. Like it was incredible, a, like Mister Incredible. Yes, like black, but it was red. It was like a red eye mask with his eye holes. And I was like, is this, this guy's like this guy is yelling at me about my? I'm team. the idiot here. Like I'm, 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 I'm the dummy. Me, the guy. <laughs> In football pads, and I and I was just I was watching him, and he was just like, blah, 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 Chiefs, blah, blah, you guys, you guys suck. Oh, it's 17, 17 points. And he's like, you got, you really think you can win this game? And I said, well, the score's tied, so technically anybody can win right now. And that's pretty much all I said to him. And then after the after Taryn picked it off. We were going bananas on the sideline, like celebrating. And I looked right over to him and he's like, and he's walking up the steps. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, hey. and I walked over. I was like kind of by the kicking net. I like walked over to, cause the people knew that I was like conversating with him. Like the people around him knew that I was going back and forth with him just a little bit during the game. And I was like, Hey, where's the guy? I was like, Hey, where's he at? Like, where's the, where's the guy with the mask? I was like, he's right there. It's like, get him to turn around. And they were like tapping him on the shoulder. Like, Hey, he wanted, he wouldn't do it. He wouldn't no, look back. He did not, not look back. Smoke. Chiefs, chief, the Chiefs fans, like <laughs> some of the Chiefs fans were like laughing along with me, which made yeah. it funny. And the Bills fans too were like, we're loving it, obviously. Right. But the Chiefs fans were like, Hey, he's trying to get your attention. Yeah. And he was like, No, I'm not, I'm not turning around. He just kept walking up the stairs. I was Amazing. like, That is just so sweet. <laughs> it's like, it was so funny. But anyway, we were on by this week. Uh, we got out of town for a few days, a few things. So one day we went out to eat breakfast. And this okay. is like super, this is like such a read, like a read thing. If you're going out to eat for breakfast, like what is your ideal time if you're going somewhere for breakfast? Do you have an ideal time? Nine. Before it turns into brunch? Nine. Nine o'clock is breakfast. Anything after 10 is brunch. Okay. I'm a firm eight, eight o'clock. Because if it's because you eat, you're up at five thirty with your no, no, child. No. Because if you eat at nine, if you get to the restaurant at nine, you don't get your food till nine thirty. Not you know you're eating past ten o'clock, which means your lunch is going to push late, later into the afternoon. I don't know. See, we my ate, lunch, we, my lunch ate, we didn't get our food till like after ten o'clock. Okay, and I was just like this through my whole day off. I was it was our last day there. I wanted to get canes Oof. because we hadn't get, gotten canes just go, yet. Just go like one thirty. Who cares? Well, we got it for dinner. It was it was. Uh, I got it. And I can it tell was you're not at all a creature of habit. Not a creature you, of habit. You don't love uh, you don't love eating at the same time every day at all, do you? No, not. You love just different meal times, yes, different bed. I love changing my routine. Yeah, yeah. It's a passion of mine. My routine is not having a routine. Second and third thing, it kind of goes together. Can you name a better place? And I have one in mind, but can you name a better place to people watch than an airport? I'm so glad you're bringing this up. Did I tell you what I saw in the Atlanta airport? Was it what you texted? I saw a guy the, get arrested. The Broncos fan? Oh. I saw a guy get arrested in the airport on Tuesday night. No. So, Please no, share for the no. Please share. There is not a better place. There's not a better. The only place I can think watch. of before you get in your story, the only place I could think of that would be better would be like a theme park or Vegas or Vegas, like the strip in Vegas, yes. but like a theme park, like Six Flags on a weekend. Yeah. yeah. That's rich. Okay. Please. I, I am. I don't know if I've ever been more locked in on this podcast than I am right now. Please share your story. For those who don't know, who aren't aware, our granddad passed away last Wednesday on 
the nineteenth, and his funeral was Monday, and burial was Tuesday. Flying back to Fort Lauderdale from Birmingham Tuesday evening. I, I'm in the Atlanta airport. I'm at my gate. We're literally like pre-boarding. I get up to throw away. This is this is like way more, way more info than you need. But I got a strawberry cupcake because Ooh. it was staring me down when I walked through the Atlanta airport on Monday morning. But I was like, it is, it is like 11 a.m. on a Monday morning. I cannot. I'm leaving the airport. I cannot buy a strawberry cupcake right now. Yes. So, of course, I'm in the same terminal, same uh, concourse on Tuesday evening. I'm like, it's it's going down. I'm throwing away the remains of my strawberry cupcake as I'm about to board. And I overhear this couple talking about what they just witnessed at McDonald's. Okay. And I'm like, this is juicy. Long story short, what happened was there was a gentleman who was in line at McDonald's. He was severely intoxicated. I assume at the from I assume from the bar at the airport. And he he's in line. He he gets frustrated with the female worker at McDonald's. He then proceeds to go behind the counter, physically. Abuse all this happen? No. Uh, this oh, is what this, this is, is what, story. This is witness testimony. Okay. From from the couple who were on my flight that were just standing next to me. Okay. He goes behind the counter. He physically abuses this female worker. Poor girl. Assaults her, I guess I should say. Physically assaults her. Like slaps her phone out of her hands, like hits her, shoves her, does something. And storms off and goes to try and board his flight to wherever. It was not my same flight. It was, some, it was like the flight across from our gate. It was like the gate directly across. Okay. So we're standing there. And what, the reason I overhear this couple is because they're looking like they're to my left. They're looking like in my direction, kind of over my right shoulder. So they're like looking across my line of vision. I can feel them like looking at me. So I like see them looking. I turn to look at what they're looking at. And it's this guy like at the, like trying to scan his ticket, his boarding pass. Okay. Police pull him to the side. They talk for a couple minutes and then he turns around and they handcuff him. And it was like not. A, uh, and you saw this happen. I saw him get handcuffed. Yes. Okay, okay, okay. So they like pulled him to the gate, like next to ours. He's like in. He's like sitting down in one of the seats, like handcuffed. <laughs> and then, as I'm like boarding the plane, they take the guy and they're taking him, taking him somewhere. But it was it was unbelievable. It was the craziest thing I've ever seen. I've seen one other person get arrested in an airport before. I believe it was in Milwaukee. I was a, was with dad. But the funniest part about this particular instance was the guy had some friend or somebody traveling with him. And the guy was man like... Man or woman? It was another man. It was another guy. I, I okay. assume it was like a work partner. Okay. Like work, you know... This guy co- didn't think like, hey, man, let's chill it on the booze. No brother. idea. The guy... The guy... <laughs> Was like, screw you! I'm getting on the plane and just left. Heck yeah, he left. Like, I ain't gonna go see my family. <laughs> he dog. left the guy, so it, it was no. There is no better place to people watch than the specifically the Atlanta airport, but airports in, great. in general. Yeah. So to to follow that up, I just want to say, flying with a toddler is quite the adventure. Nope. For those of you out there that have done it, mad props to you. I can see why people actively choose not to travel when their kids are young. Um, sometimes when things are out of your control, you have to, like in our circumstance. But um, 
I can see why people travel locally when their kids are young and then do Disney World when they're like five and six. Uh, because when your baby is not sleeping on the airplane, you are all hands on deck because there's nowhere to walk. There's only so many snacks that you can give before they don't want any snacks anymore. They don't, she, she's not with it enough yet to like watch the TV screen and she doesn't like watch TV at all anyway. So it's not like she, not like she has a favorite show. Right. Like there's kids shows on the Delta, whatever that are like kids shows, like kids love to watch these Coco Melon. Coco Melon or whatever yeah. it is. She doesn't, it doesn't mean anything to her because she never watches those in the first place. Got so it. it's like, so it's, we're just, we're, I'm, I'm like, Hey, do you want to look at pictures of Buck and Luna on my phone? And she's like, Oh yeah, I'm all in. She'll like love looking at pictures for 10 minutes and then she loses interest. And then now she's onto digging in my backpack for snacks. And then it's, Oh, I want to get up and punch the, the air vent and turn on the air yeah. vent and squeeze, squeeze, you know, punch the light button. And then now I'm punching the, uh, the flight, you know, attendant, the call flight attendant call button. And now, no, ooh, the lights are so pretty. And I'm like, stop pushing the button. It is uh, quite the adventure, but we made the most of it uh, going to and from Sandy Cheek, the home of Sandy Cheeks. It was, it was quite, quite eventful. So that's all I have. Did you have, that's all I got. Oh, no, that's all I got. Okay. So this week you guys play Detroit one o'clock, um, at Detroit. Correct. We play Green Bay at home, 820, uh, PM. We have set up travel details, itinerary. What would you call it? A travel arrangement, arrangement, uh, for mom and dad and a few of our cousins to travel with, uh, to, to go from your game. To watch your game, leave the Detroit Lions Stadium, go straight to the airport, get on a plane, and fly straight to Buffalo in order to make our game at 8.20 p.m. Thank you to Bruce. I don't know if Bruce listens to the podcast, but thank you, Bruce, and the people at Rep. One for uh, helping us out with arranging this arrangement. You've set the record for number of times you've said arrangement in the last three minutes. I think, uh, as far as I'm concerned, the people that I've talked to, this has never been done before. Now, Travis and Jason Kelsey's mom did it last year, but she was not present at both games for the full game. She She had to leave early. Leave early. She she was was late late to to the the next, next to the second game. So as well, far as I'm concerned, this has never happened before where parents of two NFL players have made both full football games. And I really don't think it would be – there's only a few other places I think that it would be possible. Uh, maybe Chicago, um, Cleveland, uh, Pittsburgh, and may, maybe like the, the Jets-Giants Philly area. Uh, New yeah. England. So probably Washington. six or seven teams that this could have happened with. So, you know, maybe grateful that we maybe like Miami, Tampa. Oh, sorry. I Miami, was thinking Buffalo. I was Miami. thinking getting to Buffalo. Oh, getting to Buffalo. Yeah. Got I was it. thinking surrounding Buffalo. Sorry. For, for, I'm thinking for your one o'clock game. Got like, it. Where I was could thinking you have made both. it. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, obviously close by. There's a ton of teams close by. Um, but. You know, we are grateful to mom and dad that they have made just about every football game. Uh, the past couple of years, they've kind of bounced back and forth, but um, just about every football game that we have ever played in. I think um, it's, they have uh, at I least made the should, effort to get there. So we should clarify mom and dad, one of the two, at least one of the two, were at every football game that you and I played in. Until, until the NFL, until, until you the got 2020 drafted. season. Yes. They From never missed a game. Being in fifth grade to when I started until 2020, 2005, 15 years. 
They went to like a hundred and something Never straight missed. LSU games. Never missed. Yeah, pretty this, incredible. Uh, the least we can do is set them up to pull off one of the coolest things in football no history doubt. for two brothers. No doubt. And a uh, friend of the pod, Brett Carlson, uh, will we'll be, be traveling with them. Capture it all. Documenting the whole thing. So we will have some cool pictures uh, yep. posted from the podcast he, account. So be he is going to there. be, they're going to be doing a takeover of the after the snap pod yes. Instagram uh, account. So you can follow along on the Instagram story yes. of their travels throughout the day, all <laughs> kinds of video and photo content as they move from Detroit to uh, Buffalo. And then uh, obviously attending both games. It'll be, it'll be sick. They're going to, from, from what I've been told, they're going to do a, a segment on it uh, on our game NBC, on, on, yeah. on CBS and then NBC. It sounds NBC like it's also picked it, up for uh, our local Night football. Yeah. A couple of our local news stations, the B reporters have been asking me about it after yeah. uh, we tweeted about it a couple of days ago. So um, very, very cool. Glad they're able to do it. Before we get into a little bit of the World Series stuff, I want to congratulate our Clutch Snap of the Week. Weird, weird circumstances for Clutch Snap of the Week. And yes. maybe the first I think time it's a first, this has happened. First time this has happened. I um, want to congratulate the Week 7 after the Snap Clutch Snap of the Week winner goes to Cameron Cheeseman of the Washington Commanders for his punt snap. Not a field goal snap, punt snap to seal victory for the commanders over the Green Bay Packers. Can we clap it up for Cameron? Congrats. Uh, Cam, congrats to Cam, friend of the pod. Uh, friend of the pod. Congrats to Cam. He's having a good season. I uh, do try and watch um, as much of the league wide film as I can every week. So nice job, Cam. Keep killing it, but congrats to you. You have won the Clutch Snap of the Week. Uh, a lot of people don't know, but those uh, late-game putt snaps Dude. can be very, very intense because basically what the situation was was Green Bay was down a few points, I think three points, and they were trying – I mean, was there, there was under a minute left. Was Is that correct? Maybe yeah, 40, it was like 29 40, seconds left. 29 seconds left. Cameron had to deliver a pearl of a snap to Tress Way in order for yeah. the Packers not to be able to block the punt and gain possession uh, in good field position. So, yeah, so 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 props to Cameron there um, and keep doing a great job this season. I believe it's time that we revisit some some good, some bad, mostly bad, s- mostly <laughs> terrible. Preseason MLB picks. I don't know what I was thinking. So I don't know what I was thinking when I made some of these picks. When this podcast releases, the the first game will be tonight, basically Friday night, Uh, October twenty eighth. And so Astros Phillies, huge matchup. Phillies, I personally Phillies snuck into the playoffs. I'm cheering I, for the Phillies. Yeah, and I am too, just because I think we all have a collective, especially AL baseball fans, have a collective oh, no. collective hatred of the Houston Astros. And it Don't means, let Erica hear that. It means a little more for you because your wife is from Houston. and She only cheers for the Astros when they're playing the Yankees or when she knows they're in the playoffs. Just so, just to get under your skin. Precisely. First game in Houston. Uh, first two games in Houston. Two, three, two. two. Yeah. Two, two, three, two. two. Okay. Got it. So yeah. two in Friday, Houston. Friday, Saturday in, in Houston. And then they'll travel and play Monday in Philly. Astros, uh, swept as much as this hurts to say, swept my Yankees 4-0. I was able to attend game one, which was awesome. I've been wanting to go to a Yankees playoff game for years of being here in Buffalo. And it's never worked out because either we our buy is too late, the buy is early and they're not, you know, playoffs haven't started yet or, or whatever. So they finally timed up this year. We happen to be going to Houston. So it worked out fantastic. They lost. It was ended up being their probably one of their best chances to win 
a game out of the whole series because they took a lead early. But, yeah, so they swept. Phillies beat the Padres. Phillies are hot right now. Yes, yes, they're very hot. Uh, they came in as the seven seed um, and have beaten the Braves, knocked out the Braves, who are the uh, – they were the reigning champs. And they have now beat the Padres, who knocked out the Dodgers, who uh, won the most games in the National League this year. So um, the Phillies uh, definitely have the work cut out for them, but they have proven that they can uh, knock off a team of this caliber uh, so far this season. So, or this postseason, I guess. But, um, and I know producer Chris wanted to, uh, we wanted to add this in. Um, Bryce Harper, I'm a big Bryce Harper fan. Um, wanted him to come to New York when he was a free agent a couple of years ago. Uh, but he ended up basically clinching it, um, in the eighth inning of game five when he hit his go ahead home run in the eighth inning. On the seventh pitch, Harper hits one in the air, left center field, back it goes. Harper, the swing of his life. So I want, want to get in. So we're going to make our World Series picks at the end. I want to get into the predictions and follow up with what we picked in April and how that turned out now in October, uh, six months later. So, um, just to start out, we're going to, we're going to go through the NL and then the AL. So the NL East, um, we both picked Atlanta to win the East and they off to a did good win start. the East off to a good start. We're one for one. Uh, Atlanta ended up, um, they were, they were, um, 14 games back. Yeah, 13 in, games in back of the Mets in June yeah, and ended up um, just going on an absolute tear the second half of the season. And and the Mets didn't play bad. No. They were they winning kind of at plateaued. maybe a, they, were, they were winning at like a 90-win pace, 92-win clip. But the Braves were winning at a 98, 99-win yeah. clip. Um, and they just they, – they ended up overtaking them in the last series of the season to win the division. The NL Central, Blake, you pick St. Louis, uh, the two Cardinals to win, two for two. I picked Milwaukee uh, because I believe they won it uh, last year, um, and I thought their pitching staff would do better than they their their, their pitching staff did fine, um, but I thought the lineup was kind of dead second half of the season. Uh, so St. Louis won the NL Central. Blake is two for two. Reed is one for two. On to the NL West. The, this was this was the easiest pick of the bunch. Dodgers uh, won the NL West. We both picked the Dodgers. Blake three for three. Let's go three for three in the start. NL. That is impressive. That was very impressive. This is where it gets a little dicey in the AL. Um, the AL East. The Yankees won the division. Blake picked the Boston Red Sox. Hilarious pick. Um, which I think, on the season. if we're keeping score here, should probably count as a minus one because they finished behind behind the Orioles. That's, that's I hope you did you did everybody hear me say that behind the Orioles. Okay, I wonder uh, when the I last time that, that that's happened. It's been it's been a while, Chris. If you could like figure that out and interject when you edit this, interject when the last time that's happened, that would be amazing because it hasn't happened in a very long time. It's producer Chris per Blake's request. The last time Baltimore finished ahead in the standings over Boston, twenty twenty COVID season, Baltimore with the twenty five thirty five record. Boston 24 and 36. But if you want to go full season, you got to go back to 2015. Baltimore finished an even 81 and 81, while Boston finished 78 and 84. Back to the brothers. I picked the Blue Jays. Uh, neither, so neither pick was right. Three for four. Blue Jays, Blue Jays finished second. One for I'm four. Two for four. Two for four. Oh, Dale Central. It. Cleveland snuck it out. They were uh, one of the lowest payroll teams, so a little bit surprising there. They 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 were like eighty million dollar payroll, uh, which I think was bought definitely bottom ten in the league. We both picked the White Sox, and I there's a note on here that I said the gap between first and second would be double digits, so couldn't be more far off there. I feel I think like Chicago. The, I feel like Chicago finished the- second or third. 
Chicago they, finished second. They were 11 games behind Cleveland. So I was right. On the double digits. <laughs> on the double digits. Just picked the wrong team. So I feel like of the of the six divisions that we that we predicted. We haven't gotten like, to the West yet. I feel like that this one right. I feel like that this particular the AL Central was the biggest toss up. Because maybe I'm, the yeah, maybe the NL maybe the NL Central with St. Louis and Milwaukee both having That's the a one I would have picked. Yeah. Solid shot. But Dodgers clear pick. Atlanta to me, I mean it it turns out heavy that, favorite. That, it heavy turns favorite. out that the NL East was was actually the most competitive. But yes. if you if you to, if you ask me at at the end of spring training which one is going to be the biggest to, most toss up AL Central or the NL Central. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you there. Okay, so last uh prediction here, the AL West the Houston Astros obviously won that division. You picked the Astros to win. I was, I like to cheer for the underdog. Uh, so I picked Seattle. They came on hot at the end of the season, ended up getting, I think they got swept in the DS yeah. by Houston. Yes. Three games to nothing. So, so Houston. Yes. And it ended with the 18 inning game. So I think Seattle is, uh, I think Seattle's close. I don't feel bad about my pick. I feel like we all enjoyed pulling for Seattle as kind of that underdog. Definitely. They have a lot of, we all love Julio Rodriguez. They're, they're, they're easy to cheer for. Their radio announcer is fantastic. I don't know his name, but he is phenomenal. He like some of the best home run calls I've seen in a long time. Yes. And then obviously when they clinched and all kinds of big, big moments, he was outstanding. So going through the divisions, you finished, uh, four, four of six, four for six. And I was, uh, two for six. Mm. So big yikes for somebody that is as big into the saber metrics as you are. I know. I know. I shouldn't have beat you that bad. You shouldn't. I took the betting markets into consideration maybe a little too much. Sometimes you just got to get the vibes, you know. We're just pick like I did. So the, just right. So the uh, World Series, uh, we, we, we picked the World Series. Blake, you picked the Dodgers over the Astros. Uh, so you're half right on who made it. I picked Atlanta over Toronto. Uh, also, uh, 0 for 2 again there. So... My picks have just been uh, atrocious, uh, atrocious. So we we will just uh, wait until next year to do this again. But wanted to make <laughs> our World Series picks for this year. Blake, uh, I'll let you do yours first. I feel like I have to stay with Houston losing. I have to. That would get you bonus points for sure. I have to stick with, with Houston losing. Bryce Harper's hot. What is his name? Pitcher, p- pitcher for the, uh, no, Nola, pitcher for the, for the Phillies. No, uh, uh long hair. Wheeler used to pitch for the Mets. Thor, uh, Syndergaard. Yes. I, I love that guy. Like fantastic. Cause just, he had hair like you 10 years ago, but I, I loved him when he was in, when he was in New York, just he was phenomenal. But yeah, I, I think, I think that it's hard. We learned this last year with Atlanta. It's hard to beat a, team with hot bats in October yes. and that is what you have with the Philadelphia Phillies. They snuck into the playoffs. Absolutely. They they're hot at the right time. Torn up. They tore up the Braves. They've torn up the Padres. They're they're rolling into Houston guns ablazing. Yep. I've got yep. I've got the Phillies in five. 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 Four one five. Wow. Here we go, um, dude. You got All you got to do is pull one of the one of the two in Houston, and you got three straight in Philly. Oh my goodness! Um, Bring it okay. on. The, the city cool. of Philadelphia might burn down because the Eagles are seven and zero, and the Philadelphia Phillies are playing in the World Series. If they can, if they can pull it off in five, maybe six, the the city will erupt. I'm going to go Philly in seven. 
I think it'll go all seven games. I see each team getting one apiece at the other place. Uh, Philly would end up obviously getting two, I think, in Houston. I think if I'm looking uh, at it. Yeah, I see it going both ways. I think if I'm looking at it, neither team, I don't don't feel like it's going to go to seven either way. Like, no matter who wins the series, I feel like it's not going to go the distance because both teams are so kind of streaky right now sure. that at the drop of a hat, one of the, one of the two could go just cold and sure. you could see, you could see a sweep. You could see four, you could see five, six, whatever. I don't feel like it's going to go the distance either way, but I, I'm pumped. It's going to be a great series. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. We were a little nervous. Go, yeah. I'm going Philly and seven. You're going Philly and five. We were a little nervous when it was looking like it could be Padres Guardians yes. in the World Series. They probably would have just not shown it on TV to save money. I, I saw nobody would have watched it. I saw a tweet that said if if it's Phillies Guardians or Padres Guardians, they're going to show Game One of the World Series at five thirty a.m. <laughs> That's accurate. So, yeah, accurate. Last thing I want to hit here, the new renderings, finally, for the stadium, uh, the new Buffalo Bills stadium have dropped. Did you see them? Yeah, and the place looks amazing. Sick. It looks sick. Have you seen what Tottenham Hotspur Stadium looks like? I played there. You played there? That, sorry, I forgot that was last year. The same designer, same builder, yeah. whatever, uh, is building the Bills Stadium. So, uh, gotcha. it, and, and based on the renderings, it looks very similar. So the pictures are fantastic. Some of the, I've, I've done a little bit of the reading, still got to do, still got to read some more of the details, but it says it's not a dome, but it, they, they are saying that 65% of the seats will be covered. And it's also, it's going to be, it's not going to be in the ground like the stadium is now. It's going to be above ground. And it is also going to be facing north-south so that the wind, they're strategically placing it so that the the weather is less of a, the, the wind weather is less of a um, factor uh, for, for the game. So, and, and the, the one interesting piece, um, that I read, uh, I guess it was a while back when they kind of came out with the last round of details about it. There's, they're building part, uh, a part of the stadium is going to be some type of special mesh, like a metal mesh that's supposed to, uh, decrease the impact of the wind as well on top of the way the stadium is facing. So when the stadium, when the stadium, you know, when the wind hits the stadium, it's, it's not, it's going to hit it and deflect it, I guess, differently or absorb it differently than a typical stadium would because of what is, what's on the exterior. So I think that's, mm-hmm. it's interesting that there are ways to yeah. a- adapt the stadium and, and kind that of, is cool. uh, limit limit the weather factors so i think that's yeah. pretty interesting i don't know like building a dome the hard part about the dome was i think it would cost like an extra 400 million dollars to like dome it off so uh and and whatever I'm, i don't really know all the finances but i have two two thoughts one was it looked cool it looked like beautiful it was a beautiful rendering but it didn't look over the top, which I feel like is right up Buffalo's alley. Like don't sure. need all the frills. Don't need like want it to look really nice. Want it to look yep. really good, but not like it doesn't have to look like LA where it's just all the flash and everything. It looked oh. functional, appropriate, appropriate for the market. Secondly, I don't really know what I expected as far as, dome versus no dome because I didn't I, I don't keep up with the Bills stadium renovation like I don't I don't keep up with the with those details but I think if you're looking at it from a from an NFL perspective a lot of people would say 
oh man, they should have built a dome. They should have put a cap on it because that way you can host Super Bowls. That way it's, you know, just generally more, more appealing to go to a game. You're going to be more enticed to go to a game if it's inside when it's seven degrees outside. However, mm-hmm. I do see the, the Buffalo side where they're like, you know, same reason we don't have a dome on ours because we use the heat to our advantage. We practice in it every day. That's our home field advantage. The cold, the wind, the crappy weather is y'all's home field advantage. Like teams that come to that city to play, it is so hard to play there in December. And so I, I totally get that. Like I, I totally do, and and I think it's what makes Buffalo, you know, so gritty. If you want to put a word on it, you know, the fans just the fans thrive on that. I think the fans probably would have boycotted the Bills if y'all would have made a dome. I see both sides. Sure, I thought it, I think it would have been cool to have a dome because we have to play there every year, but also just because I think it would be cool to host Super Bowls there. You know. Yeah, uh, and it's yeah, yeah. virtually impossible to do that without. It's virtually impossible to do that in up north without a dome on your stadium. Yep. Mm-hmm. I know, I know, New York did it. The yeah, uh, when they they, first uh, they hosted um, thirteen, I think, yeah. twenty thirteen or twenty fourteen when the but Seahawks. Otherwise, otherwise, like Minnesota had it, obviously indoors. It, generally, in the winter time, they're gonna they're gonna put the the Super Bowl in a enclosed space or in a place like Tampa or Miami. That's all I got. That is a wrap on this week's episode of After the Snap. As always, follow us on social media. Catch us Sunday. Yes. Sunday, October 30th. After the Snap pod Instagram takeover as Big Kev and Tracy make their way from Detroit to Buffalo for both games in the same day. Full coverage there. We will see you right here next week. This has been After the Snap, Tales from Two Brothers Who Live Life Upside Down.